Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's exactly 12 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And as mentioned last week, today we've got a rather unique interview. It's the last week um, of the series of interviews we've been doing on Women's Month. And as I mentioned right at the very beginning, just because it's Women's Month doesn't mean it's the only time that the focus and the spotlight needs to be shined on women in the business place. But I think it's a very nice opportunity to highlight a lot of areas that often are overlooked and aren't really highlighted and aren't brought to the fore. But to end it off, I think we, we've really got an amazing, um, I suppose a gift for you because someone that's really been a motivation to so many young people, so many people who've had setbacks, so many people who've just about to reach the pinnacle of their career and then, you know, their carpet's been pulled out proverbially from underneath them. And, uh, it gives me, a great honor and pleasure to welcome Natalie Detroit to the studio. Natalie, welcome. Thanks, Abby. Thank great. you for having us. Debbie, I didn't mean to steal your thunder, <laughs> but you are the lady who's put this whole thing together, Debbie Berta. But um, when I called a local girls' high school in the area and said that Natalie Detroit is going to be in the studio, please would you send, do you, the principal was like, the matrix are writing prions, I'll make a plan. So that just really highlights the, the impact, Natalie, that you've had on young South Africans. And it's just phenomenal that, you know, you are just so approachable and so down to earth and just one of the oaks, so to speak. And uh, it's a really wonderful experience to, to be around you and to have you in studio. But maybe, Debbie, let's focus on what the interview is meant to be about. And then, let you, Natalie, you can sort of add the, the sugar coating on the top and, and really just bring your experience in. These whole, these workshops that you are, that you are running, when I first read the, the first Awaken Your Inner Lioness series workshop, um, my producer came to me and said to me, what do you think? I said, sounds a bit cheesy, doesn't it? She says, yeah, well, I was worried you were going to say that. And then I started reading through it. And what I liked about it was that it wasn't aimed at top business ladies. It was really aimed at ladies who maybe haven't been exposed to business or just getting involved. But you'd rather tell us where, what are the workshops about and who they're aimed at? Okay, so it's actually quite amazing that um, due to Natalie and myself intro- uh, being introduced at Lionesses of Africa, an accelerator program, we got together and we saw we were looking at ways that we could um, collaborate together within the business space. And business communication came up quite a bit as to women tend to be quite fluffy in the way that we talk a lot of the time, and we're not intentional. So the Awaken Your Inner Lioness is actually a pillar. Um, it's an applied learning pillar of my other business, Core Business Training Solutions. And it was actually birthed and launched on Women's Day this uh, year, 2017. And what it Really, the, the, the heart of this is for us to really reach out into the entrepreneurial space, women doing business for themselves, and align and the parallels between the characteristics of a lioness with what we need to multitask and to effectively communicate into business, into our relationships with our children, our partners, and uh, yeah, and that the rest they say is history. <laughs> You know, in, in my working career, I've worked for women. I've worked under women in, in corporate life. And the one thing you mentioned is that the communication is a bit fluffy or, or not. And I found it just to be the other way around. 
maybe it's been a bit emotional at times, um, but it's been very direct. I think my experience has been that a woman will say things to you in the workplace where a man might not want to be so direct, whereas I, I find that a lot stronger. There's this inner strength, and it comes across, and this is the way it is, and if you don't like it, well, just tough. I don't know if that's been your experience. Well, when you use and then it's tough, that's when the emotions start running high. <laughs> <laughs> With all of those confirm, uh, con, um, combined. Basically what, what this is aimed at is for us to unpack the ways that we communicate. For there to be more intentional communication, for us to communicate more effectively. And also I am the authorized provider of something called Equilibria and it's a personality diversity indicator. And within that, Concept, there are filters, information filters okay, that we. You, you, you do me a favor. Sorry. I can decipher any financial <laughs> job that you throw at me. But you've just totally <laughs> lost me, Leah. I saw the two come of you to, looking at each other. Come to my workshop and then we'll, we'll, we'll unpack it I, for I you. Don't wear, I, I don't wear the skirt here, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, I, I unpack it because I, I tell you what I'd like to do. I know your time is limited. We've only got half an hour, but. My intention at the end of this interview is that ladies are listening to this interview who are involved in business, who are involved in leadership, understand what it's all about, understand where they can maybe benefit from getting involved, what they can take away from it. So let's spend the next 25 minutes really just unpacking it in simple English, um, not because people are unable to understand, but it's a lot easier if they don't have to think about the acronyms. It's almost like listening to an ANC press conference. <laughs> you need to have a guide as to what all the acronyms mean. Perfect. Okay. I think I'd like to start with um, the collaboration between Intercoms and myself. Okay. That was birthed out of um, shared values, and we really wanted to shift performance, specifically with women, in the way that they communicate more effectively. So that's that's come out of the last two or three months, and that's why we identified putting this program together. Awaken your inner lioness. My concept of that is to run it as like a retreat program, but we wanted to have two or three workshops just to see what the market was going to, what the market um, expectancy was going to be, and what the feedback was going to be from that. Maybe I can jump in here Absolutely. as well, Avi. I think you know Debbie and and myself and, and Jacqueline. Um, we were part of a um, what we would call an accelerators program, and it was aimed at women. It's called the Lionesses of Africa. Um, it was sponsored by the two um, financial institutions. And from that perspective, we realized, I think, the power behind networking of women um, and the understanding of the challenges that one has at home and the challenges one faces within a workplace. Um, we were open to the way that people... Uh, well, women communicate, um, and, and how we can possibly communicate with men, um, on a level that men would understand and women and, and just be able to create that network and saying, you know what, we're women and we've got so many things that we're juggling, but at the end of the day, we can still be entrepreneurs. We can still be business women. We can still go out there and, and actually have our business needs and challenges, um, what would you call it? Um, finalized or, mm. or achieved. Um, so, you know, that's where I think we, we sat together and thought, you know, the, the strength of that lioness. Um, and, and Debbie really, you know, came up with that concept. And it's, it's really just to, you know, the, the lionesses kill. 
um, at the end of the day. So impacts, impacts, but it's that's the collaboration. There you that's go. That's the teamwork. Abso- absolutely, and that's the teamwork, and and it's also allowing and giving the opportunity for networking for women to come together and say, you know what, I have the same challenges as what you do, um, but you can still achieve one, two, three, four, um, and not just in business, but in your personal life, in in any form of communication that you have. So even if you're a housewife, if I can call it that, I know a lot of people don't like saying that, mm. but, um, you know, even if you're that person and you have this dream or this goal and you're just not sure of how to achieve it, um, that is what this workshop's aimed at. Uh, um, you know, one thing you've got to try to do in radio is always keep your first thought first and then get to the second one. So I want to come back to that idea that you've just mentioned about the housewife um, who's got an idea but needs a forum to sort of allow it to express itself. What you've both mentioned is that there is a communication gap. Ladies have realized that somehow communication doesn't happen as efficiently as it should be. So let's put all the cliches and all the the, the, the nuances aside um, because practically you realize that in the, in the market, some other voice is not being heard correctly or if it's being heard, it's being misinterpreted. Um, let us unpack that a little bit more. What what was the distortion that you felt was coming across? What wasn't being communicated on the one hand? And on the other hand, what do you want to communicate? I think um, both sort of coming out of an entrepreneurial um, stroke corporate space, we're wanting to share best business practices. That's really important to me because there's so much information out there. But when you've been at the forefront and you know what's tried and tested, just to be able to share that that information so that you don't have sisters going into, and I'm saying sisters or like the younger lionesses, going in and getting burnt. Or or literally having to reinvent the wheel for no reason. So I think we've sort of, you know, we've been and done and, you know, had the experiences or whatever and got a couple of scars or whatever. And we, we just want to be able to share that in a safe environment, but also shift performance because business is tough out there. It's hard. And from an entrepreneurial perspective, if you're coming in with a new, a new, um, idea or concept or whatever to actually be able to speak to people that genuinely want you to succeed. That's, that's, that's where we're coming from as well with this workshop. Yeah, and it's also about giving the, well, letting them see that they actually have that voice. A lot of women, have the ability to achieve, but sometimes step back a bit because they think oh, I'm a woman, nobody will listen to me. Um, you know, there's still quite a bit of that that's happening. And I think in terms of that, it's also to, to, to give that, um, what would you call it? That, that guts, that determination. Um, and for them actually just to, to, and I'm going to come back to this, but to network and to see that other women are doing this and, you know what, it's okay. Um, you know, as we talk about entrepreneurs a lot, um, and I think from that space, entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the ideas work, a lot of them don't work. And that's got nothing to do with male or female or, you know, how young you are or how old you are. Um, and, and it's also would be a space that you can try and test it. Um, and I think, you know, Debbie also was speaking about her core training. Um, and from that perspective, you know, it's, it's really nice. And I'm going to let her speak a bit more about it, but it's really nice to know what your personality is like. Um, and, and how you work with other people. Um, and at the same time, you know, how can you shift yourself in order to work better? And I want to pass mm. to you, Debbie. I think, um, I mentioned the personality program that I've got. And 
that really talks into information filters. Certain personalities need information presented to them in a different format. So there's a lot of miscommunication out there. And, and, as and, and on that note, we, we're already two minutes after, because I'll just let you guys run. But that personality, personality matrix, let's come back. Let's just take a quick break because we need some adverts to pay for the show. We'll be back in a moment. Avi on money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's uh, 13 minutes past 12. And in studio with me, I have two amazing ladies, Debbie Berta, and I have the famous Natalie Tutoy, who is actually there, go like, you know, shakes her head like, I'm not famous. You might not be that, but what you have done is you've inspired an entire country and you've inspired a whole lot of youth who are disenfranchised because your life changed irrevocably and you just simply got up with one leg and made it happen. And you, you didn't ask for special things. You didn't ask for the bar to be lowered. In fact, you raised the bar. So false modesty doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't play a part of you. I've got to milk you for whatever I can get out of you for the next 45 minutes. Debbie, um, and I often say that the, the small breaks we have in radio, the off-air breaks, are often the most um, mind-blowing because mm. you get to speak about things that you might not want to talk about um, on air. So what we quickly spoke about is I mentioned that I went on one of this personality matrix courses and I really walked in there thinking, okay, you're wasting my time. I've got clients to see. I've got <laughs> models to build, etc., etc. And I was humbled because for the first time I really understood who I was, that I'm basically a driver personality, and then it's a right not to be too analytical because it's not my nature, so long as the work's done by somebody who is. And it also gave me the opportunity to appreciate who I'm sitting across when I'm dealing with somebody. I need to understand their space. And if I'm going to dictate how the meeting must go rather than be guided by the client, then we're going to get nowhere. So I see you both nodding. But that boils back down to what you said is communication. So how does that fit into your Lionesses of Africa program? Okay, so for me, it starts with self. And unless you understand yourself and you understand what your personality is and what your characteristics are, how do you actually then relate that and interpret that into with, with other people that you're communicating with? So it starts with, with me. And once I've got that self-awareness, I can then mitigate through the potential pitfalls of talking inappropriately or miscommunicating with another type, personality type. That's why this particular program that um, I stumbled across last year and I managed to secure the agency talks into our multicultural diversities that we've got in South Africa at the moment. It talks into inclusion. And that, to me, is integral in how do we work in team. If I'm communica- not communicating effectively in my team, I'm, I'm actually frustrating the team. I'm disrupting team. And for me, that's important. But it actually starts with self. It's a self-awareness. And I mean, you know, back, you know, in the streets, people generally say, you know, you need to um, surround yourself by people you can learn from, people you can grow from. And I think this is part of it. A lot of it, a lot of the growing is actually done by people who think differently to you. And, you know, as you say, you're not really the analytical type. So I'm, I'm the analytical type. However, I'm the one that doesn't like to start doing things. Once I'm in it, I'm good. So from that perspective, to team up with people that actually can do that in order for you to have a product or be the better self that, that you can be. Debbie? Sorry, I just wanted to say, so 
I'm the direct opposite. I'm the social person and quick to start, big picture orientated, but I suck at the detail. But so that's my blind spot. So can you see it's important for me if I'm going to get into a really good team, an impactful team, I need to make sure that I've got analyticals around me that bring me the detail so that I'm not hoofing out at 100 kilometers an hour on a an idea, but I've actually got the method behind it and I've got the facts. You know, the two things that always come to mind about that. Number one is what we taught at school, and that is that at school we were taught make your weaknesses your strength. So if maths is not good, do go to Kumon and just do it over and over and over. And I learned from, you know, uh, uh, one of the motivational CD I actually once listened to. The guy said, that's good in school. In business, get somebody else to do what you are not good at because they're better than you. And Donald Trump, in one of his books, wrote, find someone who's better than me and I will hire them. Because, you know, as long as you're secure in your area and you can allow people to grow and flourish, you know, it's like the tide coming in. You're just going to float with it. And the other thing I keep thinking about drivers is one of the biggest problems with the logistics of the first Iraq war um, was that they, their tank divisions advanced so quickly they didn't have fuel because the, the supply wasn't there. And they actually had to stop and twiddle their thumbs and wait for, for, the, for the stuff to come so they could refuel and it could keep going. And that's exactly what drivers need. Mm. They need the analyticals to perform part of this team so it's a holistic team going forward. One thing I just want to touch on uh, quickly is, Nat, is something that you mentioned, and this is not a PC statement, but do women in business have an inferiority complex? Well, I think um, a, a lot of women do, um, and I think in terms of, I guess, a diff- different um, sectors that you're in. So if you're in finance, if you're in, which is very male orientated, and uh, you know, part of part of being in sports we you know we're also very in for women's sports and it's at the end of the day treated exactly the same in business in sport um but it's to to bring those women out and how do we flourish in a male dominated society um and um in male dominated i mean you know we often find a lot of the males as CEOs, as MDs. Um, lately, there's a lot more women coming in, but that's because there is a drive, and I think a drive quite from from quite high up. Um, you know, there are many women's um, organisations that are actually driving for women to become the forefront of, or the CEO, or the MD. And I think, you know, a lot of women were just, you know, the mothers of children and, and worked at home. And nowadays society doesn't really allow for that. Um, you know, for, for women to work and a man's work, um, to bring in money into the family in order for them to cope and for, or in order for them to live. So a lot of women do think, you know, I think like that because they're now in a male dominated arena. Um, and from that perspective, they look sort of down, I think, on themselves mm-hmm. where they actually have the opportunity to stand up. Um, and just be that leader. I also nail my colors to the mast. My experience has been, and as presentations that I go to on an ongoing basis, when a lady is in a particular position and she is good at what she does, she's usually phenomenally good at what she does. And there's almost like an extra half a ear that's given to what she says as opposed to just another guy saying it. It brings something different. It brings something fresh mm. 
to it. And the two ladies that come to mind whenever I have this discussion, number one is Angela Merkel, which is one lady I wouldn't want to cross, no matter whether she's in a good or bad mood, <laughs> because that's one seriously tough individual. <laughs> yes. And again, Margaret Thatcher, ladies who were out of place in their particular political arena and have just been the most phenomenal, phenomenal leaders. Um, again, in our own political scenario, I think she's made some silly statements um, in, in the last short while. But be that as it may, I heard from a journalist friend of mine um, a while ago. We interviewed her at 702, and I'm talking about yeah, the, um, um, Dlamini Zuma, was that she, he walked her down to, you know, after the interview, and her car was standing outside and looked at her and said, Madam um, Minister, she was a minister at that time, your car is very old. She says, yes, this is my original, pre- uh, not presidential, um, ministerial Lexus. And she says, the man sitting behind the steering wheel is my original ministerial driver. The car works. Why should I get a new one? And all of a sudden, she went from being a minister, in my eyes, to being a heroine. Because it just showed a level of integrity that's lacking um, on the whole. And I just find that when a lady achieves the brownie points, so to speak, are far greater. So the the leap into success is tremendous. And I'm not sure why there is a complex. I'm not a lady, so maybe it's condescending to say, but I personally have no issue in going to a a seminar or whatever it is. And if there's ladies on the panel, why should it be a lesser presentation? It's interesting, Natalie and I were sitting outside and she mentioned something along that those lines. But what I want to say as well is I think with Awaken Your Inner Lioness and with us having this first workshop on communication and roaring like a lioness, we're wanting to put the message out there that we're prepared to share best business practices and we want to inspire and equip people to come along the journey with us. We don't want to leave people behind. We actually want to share what we've learned and we want to take people along this path so that they become the best that they can be. In all that they want to do. Absolutely, Debbie. And I think, uh, you know, if we, if we can bring in what a lioness is all about, um, you know, it's the strength. I don't know if you want to carry on and, and share that. But, you know, in terms of, in terms of women, we have, I think women have the ability to have that emotional intelligence. Um, and sometimes it comes across as emotional and, you know, emotions are clouding. Um, and sometimes it, it comes across as that strength. Um, and I think, you know, part of the, the core business training is, is also a way to, to realize where I can hold that back or when that is coming through. Um, and in that way, I guess, you know, for us, it's, it's really just about growing women and growing not just women, but growing South Africa, mm. um, growing Africa, yes. um, and using something, the concept of a lioness, um, to actually bring that across and something that everybody knows. Nat, I was going to read from the, 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 the script, another script, say the, the press release I was given. It says, the line is strategic, strong, collaborative, bold, and majestic. However, she is fearless and gentle, ferocious and kind-hearted. I want to add to that something from, um, I think it's Ecclesiastes, and not that this is a religious show, but one thing that King Solomon said there, that the lady is the cornerstone of the house. And what that means is that the foundation is built on the cornerstone. It is the underpin of everything. It's true in a Jewish family, and I think it is certainly true in Africa. Africa doesn't need an excuse for women to come to the fore. Because if not for women in Africa, 
we would be a desert from the Sahara to Cape Point. Because ultimately, especially in black African culture, it is the woman who has kept the home, the fire, the home fires burning with no fuel, with no money, with illness, with disease, with abuse. And yet the country and the continent operates. They're almost the forgotten silent powerhouse. They're the oxygen of the country. And I'm not quite sure why we need to raise a flag and say, hey, recognize these people. It's about putting the veil back and saying, let's honor those who are there already and allow organizations like yours to bring their positivity to the fore and allow it to flourish. So it just talks completely into why the lion is. Why didn't I go with the lion? Because the lion's the king of the jungle. He does nothing the whole day. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it talks into what you're saying. Behind the scenes, the lioness is the one that hunts. She's the one that nurtures the babies. She's the one that cares for the habitat. She's the one who creates the strategy. So, and I wanted to talk into that. So I've got a acronym, SWIFT, uh, SHIFT, Shifting Your Life, Shifting Performance. And it talks into those, those, the, Taking the words that the characteristics, sorry, the characteristics of the lioness and then putting it back into like woman. So the S stands for strategy and strength. And it talks again into self. Okay. The H is for habitat. The way that she actually manages her habitat. Women do exactly the same. The I is for innovation and integrity. She's very integrous and she's very, very committed to her family and to her pride. The F is stands for ferociousness. And, I mean, just the way that she, she handles, she's fierce. She's fierce when she needs to be. And then the T is for tenacity. And I think those are the qualities and the characteristics that I believe every single woman has, and we need to actually embrace those. Unpack that and embrace it and actually move and shift our performances as lionesses in the workplace or lionesses in our home based on that, on those parallels. Well, thanks to you, mothers are late to fetch their children and they're late for appointments because they're not getting out the car right now. Because what they really want to know <laughs> is what's the next step? How do they get hold of you? How do they get involved? Who's it for? Is it only for the CFO and the COO? Or is it for a lady who's sitting at home and thinking, I've got an idea, I've just never been able to incubate it? We are opening our arms and our hearts to every single woman in South Africa. Right now it's in Johannesburg, but we want to embrace the different levels of where you are. If you're a young mom or you're suffering from empty nest and you're wanting to like come along and see what it is that you're wanting to do in an entrepreneurial space, um, there are quite a few collaborations that have been happening behind the scenes, which I would like to mention. Um, Isabequa Group is an entrepreneurial, they run an entrepreneurial program, fantastic entrepreneurial program. It's all part and parcel. They're going to be there on the day. Intercoms is the communication that has been happening around this event. Um, I've got Airs Biz Marketing, which actually put up my website for me. Within, I was away at the time, and within two days, Di Hauser had literally gone to the ends of the world for me and has put this thing together with a booking form page. So they literally need to go on to awakenyourinnerlioness.co.za. There's a little uh, web page there. There's a booking form. And um, yeah, my contact details are on there as well if they need to get hold of me. 
We're on social media as well. So Facebook. There's a Facebook page. Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, there will be speakers and there will also be the, the real life speakers. So it's, um, you know, Amanda and Langisa will be there. She's the editor of True Life magazine, but more from a personal perspective, um, on how she actually became the editor at, at True Life magazine. And so it's a day of, of just education from being inspirational to, um, you know, learning to the, the core training to, um, and, and I think, you know, for, it's really for any woman who just wants to get out and wants to mingle and network. And also shift your business or your ideas in the last quarter of the year. And what I'm not hearing because it is just all inclusive is that your organization is an organization that builds. Yes. It's anybody's welcome. Everybody can bring their experiences. Um, I haven't heard about BE. I haven't heard about black woman, um, businesswoman, white businesswoman. It's women that are coming together, not from a point of weakness, but from a point of strength. And I almost feel that anybody in a leadership position should just take the time and go. Um, you know, to end off with a, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm keeping you, but that's, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> um, that there was a chap who applied for a job as a wood chopper. And the guy said, well, show me what you can do. And in the first day, he chopped down 30 trees. The guy says, you're hired. I mean, the target was 25. You're above that. Fantastic. Next day, he comes bright and early. He's all excited. does 27. So that's still good. It's above average. Not pro- Third day, does 25. So now he's on par. And that's still good. But then it starts to decrease, 23, 22. On the Friday afternoon, he calls the guy in, and he's physically, physically exhausted. He's emotionally bereft. And the guy's just, said, what happened? He's, I don't know. I slept. I ate. I took an energy bar. I did everything I could. And the trees didn't change, but I just, I just couldn't do it. The guy says, well, did you, did you sharpen your axe? He says, don't be silly. Who's got time for that? Yeah. I'm busy chopping trees. And what your organization does is it sharpens the axe. Even if it's one or two little points that you can take away that you can implement. And maybe I might be a subalt to say in this country, if you can come away with a little bit less fear, a little bit less frustration, a little bit less color coding in our life that we're constantly hearing, you're going to add quality to your life and to the people you interact with. And that alone is a reason to go. Thank you. Okay, so it's Awaken Your Inner Lioness. Bottom line, what's it going to cost someone to go? Okay, so for the full day, it's from 9 o'clock in the morning until 3.30. Loads of prizes, loads of activities. We will shift your performance. That's a guarantee for 6.95. When is this? On the 7th of October. Shout out as well to Four Ways Chamber of Commerce, Community Chamber of Commerce, um, and Eagle's Nest, that's where we're hosting it. So it's in the four ways area where there will be other workshops throughout the, the rest of the year and into next year. But that's where it is right now. 695, Eagle's Nest off William Nickel and four ways chamber of commerce is actually really been very, very supportive of this. Uh, in a Debbie, I'm not quite sure how you got into this or what your motivation <laughs> was, but when I sit across and I just see the, the commitment and the dynamism and the shift in all its different things. You know, I don't want to turn the radio on to other radio stations when I leave here because I don't want to hear the negative pollution that comes across. So just all the strength to you, as we say, you know, Kola Kavod, 
well done And um, please just give us feedback Let us know who came What happened Come back into studio I think it's, it's just so important That we don't always discuss Hardcore price earnings And yields And stock markets And turnover Rather What is the What's the undercarriage What's 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 growing in the belly of the country And this is what's happening It's positive So you know Please come back and let us know Thank you And thank you very much for hosting me Really appreciate it Oh wonderful I'm just a bit upset You're leaving 27 <laughs> minutes early But that's fine um, Drive safely Thank you And thank you. I am now going to Really I'm enjoy speaking to you In the very you. capable hands Of my colleague over here <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> Natalie thank Before you. we get to you Let's take a quick break We should have gone there A few minutes ago We'll be back in a moment Avi on money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 25 minutes to 12, and in studio with me is Natalie Tutui. Natalie, you didn't come in as a sportswoman. You came in as someone to talk about lionesses of Africa. So I just want to continue on that theme briefly. One thing I was thinking about that I wanted to ask you, what's it like to go from the world's spotlight and the country spotlight where you really, everybody's watching you? And you've achieved. And whether you never swim again, everybody will remember your name. It's become part of, you know, the fabric of South Africa. Now going into the business world where do people say to you, yeah, are you trying to trade on that success? Or are you given the space to grow as as an individual in your own right as a business person? Uh, sure, Javi, you've touched on a, on a bit of a challenging situation <laughs> there. Um, you know, coming from sports and, and everyone looks at you and says, oh, you just, you know, you're the swimmer. Um, it's been very challenging because a lot of people believe that you have all the opportunities in the world and actually you don't get any opportunities. And, you know, I was, I think I was a success in sport because I was given opportunities. I met an amazing team that got me to the Olympic Games. Um, they taught me a lot of who I am and, and, you know, the lessons that I've learned throughout my career. They were always there for me. So, when not being presented with opportunities, it gets challenging and gets very negative. You know, I, I would go into a pitch or go into, you know, po- possible business um, opportunities and people would want to speak about sport. And for me, I wanted to, after the, the life of sport, I wanted to be business. Um, and along the way, I've realized that that's not quite going to happen. So um, in terms of I have to actually accept what people are saying first and then I can move on. I, I mustn't just shut them down right from the word go and be, you know, that's not me anymore. Um, so it has been extremely challenging. Um, and I think from that perspective, I've, I've, I've kind of been forced into going the entrepreneurial route, um, because it's, you know, setting yourself up, finding those opportunities out there. Um, and, and a big focus for me is actually taking what I've learned in sport and, and trying to put it into business. Um, well, that was what everybody told me. So mentors and, and people I know always said, but, you know, you were success in sports, so you can be a success in business. But what does that mean? What exactly do I have? What do I know? Um, where will I work one day? Because I, I wouldn't know what I could possibly be good at other than sport or other than swimming. And it really has been a long um, four or five years um, when did I retired, 2012. So we're 2017. Um, I love when a young person says, where did I retire? <laughs> when did I retire? <laughs> so retiring from sport. And again, you know, a lot of people say that you have a lot of money, but at the end of the day, I use that to actually compete and travel and gain that experience. Um, and I think that's, Part of what's brought me to where I am today. 
and you know being in the business world it was taking all that i had passion and i was passionate for um you know i was created as a brand and for me to help other brands out there is something truly special because I realized what it did for me and allowed me to earn that money, to be able to gain the knowledge, gain experience. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's given me the tools to be able to figure out possibly who I am um, after my swimming career. Might have taken a bit longer, but that's also because I'm a bit stubborn. Um, well, but very stubborn, should I say that? <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's been a challenge. And I think... I've, I've had to accept it. I've had to accept that. Unfortunately, I won't just be given opportunities. I really have to go out there and, and look for them. Um, and, and that is the, the disconnect, um, that there is. Yes, there is a disconnect. But on the other hand, no one gave you any opportunities in the pool. When you were a nine year old and you dived in that first time, if you came last, you wouldn't be here today. You had to prove yourself all the way through. And even at the top level, and I've never been there, I can imagine the margin of error is zero. You know, you're a hero today and you're nothing tomorrow. And, and that's the same thing in a business uh, scenario. One has to constantly reinvent, constantly push the limits. Um, so what area did you, are you in now? You're clearly in some sort of communication. But why have you decided to go into that and, and how are you finding it? As a business person, uh, one of my mentors actually knew someone in the reputational space, um, and I started working in a reputation management company. And I realized that public relations was really not my scene. Um, to phone up and ask for interviews, um, and someone says they're busy, and I get very nervous, and I sort of want to put the phone down and not phone back again. Um, and I fell into the social media side, and for me, the social media is passionate. It's 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 being able to show people that they can be the best that they can be. Um, very similar to Awaken Your Inner Lioness. It's giving them the tools, um, showing them that don't be scared because you can have a voice. Um, you know, obviously watch out what you say. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, as the world grows and as, um, you know, social media and as, you know, Internet, AI, um, all these things are growing, you can grow with it. And I'm probably the prime example of, at school, um, you know, I kind of didn't really realize I was going through life. I used to close close myself off to a lot of things. Um, I think purely because of the challenges that I was going through life. Um, and I was open to it by my manager and her family. And from that perspective, I started realizing, you know, reading books, um, gaining knowledge. Uh, you know, for a summer to read a book, you generally fall asleep constantly on the first page. So it was very challenging. But uh I realized that there was that world out there and the more you put yourself out there, the more the world I think gives to you. Um, and the more you, you do that, the more opportunities come along and you see. So in the first three years after my swimming career, I realized I wasn't getting out there and therefore I wasn't meeting people. And because I wasn't meeting people, I wasn't getting opportunities. So I didn't have a lot of money and I was struggling and it puts you back into the, the negatives. So the more you get out there, the more you want it. The more you put a dream out there, it's it's possible that it can be achieved. Um, and and that's the mentality, and that's kind of where I fell into social and what I what I like doing for others and for other businesses. I understand what social media is, but how does Natalie Dutoy's social media and business come together? <laughs> what, what's so we've got all the ingredients now. We need to bake something with all this. What do you actually do for people? So I think you know, from people to to actual businesses, it's. 
is to take them on a journey and to take a business strategy that they have and actually implement it into social. So it's creating a social strategy from a business strategy um, and, and purely because social can change who the business is in a matter of weeks, in a matter of months. So it's to take who that company is and actually start um, putting them out onto social media. Um, it is the planning, it's the posting, it's the, um, you know, feeding back of data, of uh, the analytics and actually changing and shifting because a lot of the time people think that this is how they're known, but they're actually no, not known like that. Um, and it's, it's constant messaging that would need to go out there. So it's really taking people on that journey. Um, you know, recently gone more into the training side of it and actually training the reputation and the, the brand side of it. So, um, it's, you know, who are you? You can be on there if you know who you are and it's to find out who you are. If I'm understanding you correctly, are we looking at defining a organization or a entrepreneur by Facebook, Twitter, um, social media? So our company actually does the whole spectrum. So it's PR, it's public relations, it's, it's communications on the whole. My focus is more the social media side. So if a business had to call us up and say, we want social, we want social, um, we would pretty much do an audit and see what they, you know, how they viewed um, on on online, um, how they viewed out, you know, in in the space of you know people talking, um, and see if social is quite is the right thing for them. Um, it might not be. Maybe it's important to, you know, to get some stories out there and more, um, you know, put online, etc. So, from that perspective, it's it's a whole company. My focus is more on the social side of it. I do other things as well. So, um, <laughs> from that perspective, my link to sport is really. Um, I'm the athletes chairperson um, on SASCOC, um, or the South African Sports Com- Committee and, and uh, Commission and Olympic Committee. Um, and then um, I have been on serving on a board, um, the South African Institute for Drug Free Sport, for the last four years. So my term comes to an end. But I, you and know, glorious. giving back to sport in that manner. Still an ambassador, Loris. Everyone's actually in Mauritius at this moment in time um, on a summit. Um, I just, you know, as an entrepreneur, been trying to grow myself and, uh, you know, taking part in a lot of, um, we were part of a Lioness of Africa um, accelerator program, trying to take the business to the next level. Um, and that was where our training actually came into the fore and said, you know, this is, you know, what people are looking for. So, um, trying to get involved in a lot of those things and, and getting involved in actually a new project, um, which is also sports based. So at the, in a month's time or two months time, the audience will be sport. Um, however, it actually involves sport and business and it is a cryptocurrency, um, that we are going to, uh, to, um, an ICO or a token sale, if we can call it that in, in, in perfect terms. Um, and it really is called uh, pods or sports pods. And from that perspective, um, in the long run, it's going to be something similar to an ins- well, a medical aid. So if you have this cryptocurrency called sports podiums, you'll be able to upload information to a database and you will then be rewarded in tokens. Um, and, you know, down the line, we'd like it to become a, a marketing um, platform and then also a a platform in which, you know, you like an online store, mm-hmm. which you can buy, you can buy costumes with these tokens instead of with cash. So it's really a hybrid or not a hybrid, bringing all that experience in sports and bringing it to business and sort of putting it together. 
Natalie, unfortunately, we, we always, I always do. We're running out of time. There's just one or two things that I, I just want to ask you. This is going back to sport. Casa Semenya, I think yesterday or the day before, broke the world record. We didn't hear a beep. Um, she's a lady who every time she opens her mouth is just so positive, speaks about being so grateful, is so thankful, is representing the country. The flag is everything to her. And yet it, it almost just went, it was like, I think, like the bottom of the news item. As a sports person, how do you feel about that? You know, it's always a challenge. And, and I think from that perspective, if you, if you understand Custer's scenario, um, you know, a lot of people say that she's doping. However, it's a natural, um, what do you call it? A hormone that's given off. So but she doesn't always win because it doesn't always give her an advantage. So on that day, she might actually have lower, um, than, than the others. Um, so in, in doping, it's actually, the how you how can I say it? If you test positive, it's because it's giving you an advantage. Right. Um, hers is not giving her an advantage. It is who she is at the end of the day, and I think because of this negative, um, no matter what positive she does, there will always be this controversy um, and this controversial um, aspect behind it, and and that's always a challenge. And I think one has to look up to that. It doesn't matter who the person is, one has to look up to that and see, you know, what through all of this, she can still go out and achieve. Um, and still goes to a competition, still goes into that training field over and over, you know, when people put her in this box. Um, and she's actually not in the box because she works really hard at what she does. Unfortunately in life, you will have those people like Wade Vanikak, I think, who, you know, whatever he does, people are there watching. Um, because of the controversial aspect, you have Custer and not many people watch because they don't want to get involved in that controversial space. Um, but at the end of the day, to look up to both those athletes or whichever athlete is actually performing or a youngster coming up in the ranks and to look up at them and choose that one thing that they can see in that person and, and actually, you know, take it away and say, you know what, that's my mentor because of that, not purely because of who they are as an entirety, um, but that one aspect. And I think that's what's what's really important. Um, and that's why I mentioned those things about Kassan Semeni was I listened to her yeah. And the voice like sort of like jolted me a little bit because yeah. she's 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 got a deep voice and um when you watch her run she she she's just absolute elegance the grace the power the speed yeah. uh, is just phenomenal but yet she's not you know twenty lengths ahead of the rest of the field they're on her they they they're just there or thereabouts um yeah. you know but when she opens her mouth it's just this just this gratitude this this pride the country. And yes, she could beat her chest, but she doesn't. And I just think that's, that's what I've taken away from her. Wade for Nick is that's just, that is the poster boy of South Africa. He really, from rags to riches, a incredibly Afrikaans coach who battles to get the words out in English. And the, the respect and the love between the two of them, um, it just shows what can be done. And the man's humility is just unbelievable. But to be a little bit controversial, is it real humility or is that how you guys are trained to come across when you're doing a press interview? You know, I think um, I, I personally haven't. I'm going to just tell everybody your <laughs> face changed. You were always insulted at the question. So I just want to put that across. 100%. I think I've never really had training on, on what to be like. Um, what, you know, over time, my brand was actually built on who I am. 
Um, I don't know Wade very well. Um, I've, I've met him, you know, once or twice. Custer, I've met more than once or twice. And, and honestly, each athlete is, is very different. What you, what, where you've come from, what you go through, um, what you want to achieve, very, very different. What's important is that you are on top of this, what would you call it? On top of this mountain. And it's how to come back from that. That often shows who the person is. Um, not particularly what's being said in the media, but interviews. Um, you know, a lot of the time you put on the spot with interviews. You don't really have time to think of, okay, I must be like this, I must dress like this. You know, it's not like a medal ceremony where you know you're going and you have to have perfect hair and, you know, you have to stand a certain way when the national anthem's playing. Both those athletes I've heard are, are amazing people. Um, the people we surround us with also change who we are. Um, and you know, a lot of people compare me to the Oscar stories. Um, and yes, it's not a nice story, but we're two disabled people. We both went to the Olympics. So people put you in that box. And at the end of the day, we're very different, but I think it's because of the people we had surrounded ourselves by as well. Um, as to what you can or what you can't do, what you, what you go and do. Um, and I think that's what's important. So you take a custody, you take a Wade. Um, as I said, I don't know them too much personally. But a lot of the time, it's how they react after being on this high that actually shows who they are. I don't know why, when you use the word disabled, I almost like, like <laughs> I'm looking at you, a beautiful, elegant lady sitting in front of me. I know you've got a prosthetic leg. I noticed it when you walked out. Are you disabled? Biologically, we know you are. Hmm. But isn't that Detroit disabled? You know, a lot of people, well, I've heard anyway, you know, my prosthetist who makes my legs, he's always says, you know, these, these disabled people, they go on to always achieve more after than before their accidents or before anything happened because they're just reminded of what life is and what possibly can be done out there. Um, I was a, a top swimmer before my accident and I was just fortunate that nobody told me I couldn't. I obviously you have the naysayers that say you won't be able to, um, but my team around me always said, let's see what you can do. Physically, sure, I'm reminded that I wear a prosthesis every day because number one, I put it on. But at the moment, it's actually broken. So um, I've got some air in, in my hydraulic unit and, you know, it collapses when it shouldn't and it takes when it shouldn't. And But it's still a leg there and it still enables me to do everything that I would like to do. Um, I can't necessarily run or, you know, walk in a hurry because the leg only comes through at a specific speed. But... In terms of me, it's, um, you know, I wouldn't become a physio because I have to stand on my legs all the time and I get a sore back. So I think I've had to shift a little bit of where I was going and, and what I wanted to achieve um, and shift it into a different sphere. But I've also been given amazing opportunities because of it. So at the end of the day, it's just me. And, you know, the team that I had had set that up in terms of, going for dreams, going for goals and setting those and trying to achieve them. And once you've achieved them, what now? What do you do? How do you come back? How do you face those challenges? Um, you know, when I qualified for the Olympic Games, I came back and I thought, why do I want to get back into a pool again? I've done it. I've achieved what I wanted to. And it's how do you take yourself from that space and actually put you back into the pool and say, I've got four more years. I'm going to train four more years and this is what I want to achieve. And, and actually getting into it and putting your mind and focusing on it. Um, that's one of the challenges. And, and I always say to people out there, doesn't matter what your goal, or what your dream is. If you focus on it, if you work towards it, if you realize you're doing something and it's taking you off the beaten path, it's okay. You can stop it. Um, 
and and you know choose something else um and from that perspective i think it plays a lot into you know students that are studying and they have no idea what they want to do it's okay you've studied this it doesn't mean that you actually have to do that as a job um you know if you're in hr you can go into being a strategist um in terms of you know going to a bit of psychology and and off you go into a different direction nothing is cast in stone you know the decisions you take for yourself are what should be cast in stone just to end when you see a south african flag fluttering outside a building when you hear the national anthem whatever it is what does it mean to you i've always been proudly south african um you know i grew up in the old flag days and and in the new flag days and honestly what goes through my mind with the flag is which way should it be up um and down because we always forget the red <laughs> or the blue but you know from that perspective it's it's proudly south african i think in terms of what we've been through, in terms of what we go through, a lot of us find it, oh, you know, this is such a challenge that we're actually in at this point in time. But if you look at the rest of the world, and I've been very fortunate to have, you know, stayed in Italy for six months. I've been in America. I've been all over. And I would still come home and live here in a heartbeat. Um, we have space. We, you know, one of our, our labor law is, is one of the best, well, is the best in the world. Um, and, and we've seen that through a lot of the, the interactions that I've had and, and been in. But it's, it's home. It's where I grew up. It's, you know, the people always told, you know, they're friendly. Um, and, you know, Cape Town and Joburg is very different. Yes, yes. Um, is. growing up in Cape Town, but I think it's always home. And, and I think, you know, when you get onto a starting block and you get those butterflies in your tummy and you, you see a flag waving, um, you know, half mast or mast or whatever it is, that's the feeling that I get. Um, because, you know, I was there, I was on the stage for the country. Um, but at the end of the day, the country is also given back to me as well. Those people that have supported me, that have been there through my swimming career and through my career, who have been behind me, who have rooted for me. Because, um, you know, without those, you, you wouldn't really be anything. So, you know, just very grateful for those, for the country and for those that, that live in this country. You were ordered, you were given the highest order of the, of the land by the president. I think you richly deserved it. Just hearing how the way you speak, that was a once-off bequeathed by the president to you what you've given to youth what you've given to the country is something that people always look at your approachability your humility your 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 just understanding of people is really what you've given to the country so as a as a as a South african as a parent thank you and everything of the best to go in the future and um, well done for getting involved with this initiative. I think it's a fantastic thing. And just to remind people, please go to Awaken Your Inner Lioness. Go to the website, have a look. Ladies, just go have a look, whether you're in business or not. Go have a look. See if there's something you can take from it, and I'm sure you can. Natalie, thank you for your time. Everybody, thank you for listening. Michelle, thank you for putting this interview together as every week, but this week was unique. Thank you for controlling. We'll speak to you next week.